I'm Jesse. And I'm Claire. And, and we, we are, are the, the Harvey, Harvey Homestead. Good afternoon, or whatever time it is where and when you're listening. Um, we are going to be doing a little garden planning in this episode and just kind of, um, I can't think of the word, just uh, giving some tips and tricks that we're going to be implementing and uh, helping helping you guys out if you uh, don't understand some of these things or just reiterating some of the things that you should know. Yeah, I mean, it can seem kind of overwhelming. So maybe if you go through and see us do it, and you get your own ideas and walk back through it. You know those books that are like blah, blah, blah for dummies? This is Gardening for Dummies uh, by Dummies. You have to say by Dummies. <laughs> uh, All right. What do you want to start, start the planning off with? Well, I kind of want to discuss um, something that is like a common thing of people asking not asking us, but just in general asking, what can I grow where I live? Because, um, and this is like just talking about planting wise, we're not talking about fruit trees or anything like that. Um, so people will say, what can I grow where I live? And I mean, honestly, you can grow almost anything that you would like in no matter what zone you live. Um, and this is talking about just annual plants. And so I say almost anything you would like because you have to look at your growing season. So to start off the whole journey of figuring out your growing season, I would suggest um, finding out what your hardiness zone is, where you live, and a lot of people know it, but if you don't know it, it's super easy to figure out. One of the sites that I find helpful is garden.org, and we'll post a link in the show notes for the exact, like, exact page of finding out your zone. So, once you find out your zone, then that will help you to figure out, um, your last frost to your first frost how long those dates are and basically what the hardiness hardiness zone is is it's your um lowest temperatures that your average lowest temperatures that you get to in your area so the um growing season like i said the last frost to the first frost i do you have something to say yeah, I'm a little confused. Wouldn't it be from first frost to the last frost? No. This is the season you can oh, grow last in. Frost your last fruit. frost to the first frost. Oh. Yeah, that's your that's your frost season. Is what so that's basically, called. that way your plants don't get frozen. Yeah, exactly. So what you're talking about, the first frost to the last frost is called your frost season. And then your last frost to your first frost is called your growing season. So... These are the dates for us. Um, 
they gave us when I went on to davesgarden.com. Um, I just liked the setup on there the best. Uh, this is the dates I was given. And like I said, we'll link this down below too. Um, May 23rd to September 12th. Those are our, um, I forget. It's like we're very likely to have a frost on those days or something. There's like other dates, but this is... This is the shortest amount of our season, which is what you would want to plan on is your shortest amount. You don't want to go into any dates that are like, well, 50% chance that you're going to have a frost because, you know, that it's going to freeze. So we have 112 days of growing and... Which is relatively short. Yeah, that is relatively short. Um, we are in, I don't know if I mentioned, we're in zone 5A, and it's kind of hard because you could live, like, it doesn't matter. You could live in, like, a state that has mostly other, like, zones. I can't think right now, but a lot of, like, 7 is, I feel like, one of the most common, 7A and B, and I don't have the numbers right now of, like how cold that gets to you, um, but you still might be a different zone, or, so it's best to look at your zone, depending on your exact location, it's not, like, general to your state, clearly, I think most people know that most states are geographically different throughout the whole thing, so, to figure out your growing season, that's how you would do it, um, You'll find your last frost date and your first frost on this site that we'll link. And then how I do the exact math, you can count it if you'd like to, but I just look how many days is um, May 23rd to September 12th. I just searched that and there's lots of sites you can use for that. And that gives you a good idea of what you can grow. Um, and really, I mean, a lot of things grow within those dates. Um, we're going to go ahead and share what we're planting so we can give you an idea of the things that we're still growing, even in a, a short growing season. Wait. So the yeah. first thing you do when you're gardening planning, you figure out how long is your growing season. Mm. Well, Zone, your first thing would be yeah your zone, and then your growing season. All right. Um. What What is your growing zone? What does your growing zone even mean? Like your average temperature. That's all it is. Um. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, that's it's just like it's um it has to do with both. Your zone, your hardiness zone has to do with like the lowest temperatures that you get in order for what, like when you can plant the things that you can plant. So when you figure out your zone, um, you'll go ahead and you can find lots of the information of like when it's suggested to plant things based upon the highs as well in that time. So it's kind of an average. All right. So someone is going to plan their garden. First, they find their their zone. 
Mm-hmm. They write that down. Mm-hmm. Then they write down their growing season, which is just how long you can have something in the ground without being frosted over. Yeah. And then you put that aside. Yeah. And then you would look at your seeds. Yeah, exactly. All right. And so we got ours down. Our growing season is 112 days. And, and our zone is 5A. 5A. So we got that down. So we wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And so. then we're going to tell you the seeds that we came up with and a little bit why we did. Yeah, I'm going to just quickly read over the list of the things that we're choosing to plant. And then I'm going to go ahead and grab some of the seed packets and we'll read off of it, like how long those take. So. <clears throat> We are planting tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots, peppers. Um, I believe we're only growing hot varieties. And then um, greens. That's lettuces, lettuces and um, other greens. Melon, squash, corn, onions, chives, cilantro, flowers, <laughs> tomatillos, strawberries, sunflowers, oregano basil rosemary um this is there's a few others that i didn't include that are like gonna be later on cabbage and then some other herbs that we i'm not positive for growing this year but we're not big vegetable eaters if you know yeah we're definitely growing like the tomatoes for sauce um pizza sauce spaghetti sauce um salsa everything in that realm and then cucumbers we're growing some for fresh eating and then some for pickling and yeah i mean that kind of goes along with like the onions and cilantro and basil that's all for preserving yeah i'm gonna grab a couple different seeds so we can look at it. And talk about it. So, corn. I I guess we are close to Nebraska and there's a lot of corn there. But I think people think of corn as something that you can't grow unless you have a really long growing season. And... That's not the case. There are heirloom varieties that you can grow even if you have a short growing season. So, um, the variety that I have here is called Fisher's Earliest. And it's kind of in the name. It's a, it's a quick, it grows quick. So, um, <laughs> looking at it, can't even see it. I know it's 75 days. And, of course, it doesn't say it on here. But, um... When when you look at the back of a seed packet, it's it's important to look at everything that it says. So, I'm looking at a pack of strawberries here. Well, Jesse's looking at the corn to find the information that I'm missing. And it has the amount of days it sprouts in, the ideal temperature, the seed depth, plant spacing if the plant is frost hardy and the minimum full sun. Now, it's important to look at the back of your seeds because not all strawberries are the same. 
and that goes with everything you're planting, tomatoes included. Did you find it on the back of this? No, it just tells you the sun spacing when it sprouts. Okay, so before I purchased this corn, I um, I we purchased all of our seeds this year through Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds and out of Missouri, and on the website it gives you the date of how long it takes the plant to grow. And so that's something that's important to look at. Like this corn, I know for a fact I purchased it because it was 75 days. And so it's a quick corn variety. Now the others weren't too much longer, like five days longer, um, 15 days longer or so. But because of where we live and I know how short our season is, I wanted to maximize and capitalize on that. Like, let's get as much out of these plants that we're going to be putting all this energy and effort and, you know, just hours of work into. So that's something to consider if you're in a shorter growing season is how long the individual um, variety takes to grow. Yeah, so, um, look at the back of your seed, of your seed packet itself, it's, here's <laughs> the back of your seed packet itself when you are planning your garden, um, because like I said, every variety is different, so once you've established that zone and your growing season, then it becomes a lot easier to figure out what you can grow. And that's where that you can plant almost any annual plant that you would like comes in. Um, I can't think of things that take a really long time to grow because tomatoes are fairly quick. And I'm trying to think of... I feel like squash takes a while to grow. Yeah. But it doesn't at the same time. It doesn't. It's, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Um... Anyway, because I'm really blinking on things that take a long time to grow. I mean, honestly. I'll think about it. You can keep on Like I said, you can grow anything that you would like. So, I went over the basics of what we're planting and why we're planting some of it. We are, um, as Jesse mentioned, and we've talked about in other podcasts, we don't do a ton of vegetables, but... In the summertime, we'll definitely do more when they're in season and growing here locally on our property. And then we will preserve some things. And we're growing um, certain varieties for our um, preserving. And so we chose um, in our tomatoes, for instance... We're growing um, a variety called Brad's Atomic Grape, and it's like a a really cool looking grape tomato. So it's a, a small tomato. Um, and then we're growing two other varieties, both for preserving. Brandy Wine, which is a, I think they grow between one and three pounds. It's a fairly large tomato. And then a gold metal tomato which is also pretty cool looking. The brandy wine just honestly looks like wine to me. 
so the name just goes with that and then the gold medal i think it's some um it's yellow and it has some like purple. ribboning in it right some red and some purples yeah it's like um yeah i i was i chose it because i thought it looked cool yeah um it's right here so it's yellow with um red ribboning or yeah it's more like bru- it looks bruising almost yeah it does it definitely does um so then another thing we chose it's almost tie-dye yeah i think that's kind of like that's like the brad's atomic as well um we chose certain varieties like i said for certain things so another one um is the peppers i don't know if shishitos are categorized as a hot pepper because like every one in 20 shishito peppers is spicy and so um they're mostly mild other than every one in 20 and i don't really know how spicy they would honestly be i haven't had one that's been hot the shishitos yeah um those are just good those are appetizers right there yeah i know i'm excited i'm so excited for the shishitos and then we don't really care for jalapenos i mean we like like pickled jalapenos and candied jalapenos and stuff like that and then we also do like jalapenos in meals but i, I don't know sometimes they're too again, I like, a, I like a burrito yeah but sometimes they're just too spicy and so it's like eh. so we got a certain um we got a variety it's called tam jalapeno which really just means like tame jalapeno and so it's a less spicy version <laughs> of the jalapeno and i think that's key to any garden is you want to um if you want it to be in more of an investment you have to plant stuff that you're gonna eat yeah you're gonna take care it's gonna you want to take care of something you want to eat yeah no that and like we chose things for practicality but also like beauty which is why we chose some beautiful looking tomatoes and didn't just plant all beefsteak tomatoes that are i mean they're still beautiful but we wanted something with variety um and then we're doing a melon this year i'm kind of scared because it needs a melons need a lot of water but so do tomatoes our tomatoes weren't very successful so yeah i think we just need more water and we'll be okay um and then Like I mentioned, we're going, honestly, I think we're going 50% of our cucumbers for preserving and 50% for eating because we're growing um, Chicago pickling and then lemon cucumbers. And I don't really honestly imagine us eating the pickling cucumbers if we have lemon cucumbers. Wait, we did get regular cucumbers too for free. Yeah, we that was one of the ones um we didn't choose, but with Baker Creek you get free seeds when you spend. So we wouldn't eat any of the pickling cucumbers because we just plant the regular cucumbers, unless you don't want to plant those. Well, those are actually it's funny that you're mentioning those because those are a um dual purpose variety, and so you can actually we could plant those instead of the Chicago pickling, and they're called bait alpha and they're for pickling and eating we'll talk about it later but i kind of want to try the pickling cucumbers to see if there's a real big difference you know yeah no that's fine by me 
um, squash. We're growing only one variety, but um, we will grow some varieties of things, and then my mom will grow certain varieties of things, and we'll just kind of swap. So if there's something like a different type of squash she's growing that we want, and she wants squash that we're growing, then we'll just kind of trade. So we're growing delicata squash, which is something that we started liking this past um, fall and winter. And it's a um, variety of squash that grows one to one to three pounds each um, per squash, whatever. And you can eat the skin. And it honestly, the taste is like sweet and nutty, I would say. And I was not expecting it to be so good, but I, I, Swiss, you put, and if you put salt on it, the sweetness really comes out. Yeah, we, um, I think the only way we cooked delicata was roasting it in the oven this last, that's the only way we cooked it. Yeah, you just cut it in rounds, basically. Yeah, you do have to scoop the seeds out. Yeah. Obviously, because it's squash, and then it's, um, it's just a really good squash. It pairs well with a lot of things. I mean, I would eat spaghetti. that with... So good with spaghetti. Yeah, it's good with spaghetti, but I would eat that with, like, a roast. I'd eat that with steak. Well, I'd eat it with seafood. The boys seafood. love it, too. They, they're... More, 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 Oh, yeah, more. they... They're funny. They do. They really do love squash. Um. So, we're only growing one variety of squash. Um, and, like I said, some of these are because we'll end up probably, like... Uh, bartering with my mom so um we're trying carrots for the first time this year and corn and onions jesse's really excited about growing corn yeah, even though i i going against what i just said because i'm not really big into i like eating corn but i think it's really horrible for you but I want to grow it, and I think if I grow my own, then hopefully I can eat. It's something I like to eat. Yeah. So if I can grow my own and control it, then hopefully I like it. Yeah, and I mean, this is like another thing that we'll probably preserve as well, just to have some. And um, we're still dialing in our amounts of what we're growing, but... We're trying to grow, and this is, like, smaller scale this year because we still, like, our garden is still kind of a mess, the whole garden situation, but we're trying to find other areas to grow more, but as of right now, like, our minimums for the tomatoes are growing six of each of the large tomato plants and then just two of the grape tomatoes because, frankly, I mean, those are really going to be just for snacking and salads and such yeah and we'll we'll start those seeds and we, we're not going to start two seeds we'll probably start like three four. or four yeah and then if we have let's say all four of them pop up then we'll just put on facebook marketplace hey does anyone want these or we'll just find a place to like plant them that's not in the garden possibly or in a different area yeah i'm not sure we're still situating this but this is our this is our process and how we went through this. So, 
I'm going to go into the flowers real quick because those are interesting. So we're doing flowers for pollinators. And um, we're also doing one variety of flowers, which I'll just start with um, to name off our flowers. We're doing borage, <laughs> which is for um, pollinators really like it. But also, it's an edible flower, which it has, I've heard from a few people that it has, like, a almost a spicy taste to it, but also cucumbery. So I don't know. I'm interested to find out, and I don't really know how much eating of the borage we're going to do. I've seen people put it in ice cubes, which is kind of cute for the summer, um... And I don't know, that will just be fun. But bee balm, hence the name, is a large pollinator attractor. And we got um, the lemon variety of bee balm this year. Um, and then we... What else did we get? Oh, chamomile. Um, we got that to make tea. Because we are, um, I want to have some of our own that we grew to drink in the, well, just whenever we want. But I want to dry it and then be able to drink that when we like. Um, I guess the huckle, the garden huckleberries are not a flower, but that's something that's over in my flower list. I don't know why. Um, but... We're excited to grow those and see how those taste and turn out. Phylox is a one of the free seeds that we were also given. And I believe that those are also pollinator attractors. I'm not sure if we're growing those because we have, like, we, we're doing garden or raised beds in front of our house. And I think we'll end up putting, like, some... I wanted to put some flowers there, but then Jesse said, well, do we really want all the pollinators to be right in front of our house? All the bees and such? So. Because that's what we currently have, our pollinator plants. And you, before you even get to the front of our house, you can just hear. The honeybees are everywhere. Yeah. Which is the pros of having a state that doesn't doubts chemicals yeah no that's that's for sure so i don't know i don't know where we're planting that yet like i said we're still working on our planning but this is just our thoughts behind things and matthias just woke up so we have a a friend joining us so um another thing that we're growing is strawberries and that is something that my mom already grows over by her house. Weren't there? They were already here when we got yeah, here. Yeah, they were already here when we got here. Um, and we just want to grow a couple different varieties of our own because the boys will just pick those and eat those. Yeah. And we want them to be able to just pick them and eat them. Um, and just try out a couple different varieties. <laughs> we're also growing sunflowers. We're doing two different varieties. Autumn Beauty is one, and the other is Sunspot Dwarf Cola. Um, both of... Actually, no, that's not true. I was going to say both of these are large, but I got these 
the sunspot dwarf cola sunflowers because they only grow to two to three feet tall and then the autumn beauty are um supposed to grow to about seven feet tall so i figured that the autumn beauty could grow behind the dwarf colas i don't know that was my thinking and we're gonna plan on putting these close to the chicken run hopefully like a little bit further away to where they can't stick their heads and like completely destroy the plant before it's grown but I wanted to put them over there for a little bit of shade during the summer and then we're also going to end up using the um, sunflowers to for feed next year or later on this year yeah um yeah so I mean that's just some of the things that we got and like I mentioned we're going to do cabbage in the fall and uh oh potatoes we don't have potato starts but we'll get some or let some go from our organic potatoes we'll just see but um potatoes are one of those things that's also obviously direct so um and because, easy yeah super easy yeah um i'd say as far as gardening, easiest thing I've ever grown is a potato. Hardest thing has been a, to grow successfully is a good squash plant. Yeah. I've yet to grow one that I like. Yeah, I think... And I think a lot of our problem is we have our raised beds, but one thing we need to look into also is more how you pair plants with other plants that grow together i know there's like the three sisters and there's oh. different ways you can plant different yeah plants. i can't think of what so it's basically like one like squash they need shade and to retain their water and so you pair it up with like a, a plant that grows really tall and like shallow roots so it doesn't soak up all the moisture and then they they benefit off of each other yeah i think it's like corn squash and like you're talking about for like the yeah for the, like three witches or something no it's not it's, it is like the three sisters i believe something like that i i don't remember it's been a long time since i've heard that phrase um Part of our issue is that we needed to be watering a lot more last year and kind of get ahead of the game in that way. And so that's going to be a major focus of mine is watering a lot more because the plants that suffered were like the cucumbers, squash, tomatoes, our peppers, which don't need as much water, did better. Um, Great. Yeah, they did. They did great. I mean, yeah. no, they did good because our other peppers Shishitos didn't grow. Did yeah, the shishitos did great. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it was just a real, it was a learning experience and and last minute experience. Yeah, it wasn't thought out like this. It was bought from a nursery. Yeah, we um, bought starts, not. 
and seeds. Yeah, I think this garden. I'm excited for this garden. Um, yeah, I think we're decided we're gonna try to take things slow. Um, be patient. You know, we got our chickens are pretty pretty dialed in. We can we're getting max egg um, production production right now. So if we can figure out our garden, get once our garden's done, we can figure out how to do something else and just keep on building up. Yeah. Um, there are some things that I wanted to share about tomatoes and planting tomatoes. Um, some things that we're going to be implementing this year, along with, like I said, more watering. We are, um... Going to try to plant our tomatoes with an egg in each hole. And thankfully, we have, like you just said, mass egg production. So that's something that is exciting that we get to have really good eggs. Um, I've heard, like, people do their own little studies of one lady put in, um, I think she just grew, like, two of each variety she was growing and did an egg in one and then not you know no egg in the other and the tomatoes that the tomato plants that she put the egg in the hole they did significantly better and that's just like one person did in her own little study but there's people who swear by putting an egg in the hole when you plant your tomatoes um and then when you look at a tomato plant, they have all these little white, like, fuzzies on them. And those are called nodes. And so, when you purchase, like, a plant start, um, let's just say from a nursery. That's how you do it. You purchase a plant start. If you take the plant out of the container, you can see the root system under, you know, at the bottom of the plant that's in the dirt. Well, on the tomato plant, those little nodes are actually wanting to be roots as well. So, one of the best ways for you to get a strong tomato plant is to take your leaves all the way up to where those nodes end. And take the leaves off and then plant there where those nodes end. Because your... um, root system will be a lot stronger you'll have a lot stronger of a plant and tomatoes actually really like to be grown super deep um and so not just planting them shallow will is supposed to give you a lot more success so we're gonna be trying that out this year tomatoes get big and tippy so well that's kind of funny you mentioned that because I wanted to mention something that I think is interesting that I don't know if a lot of people know, but tomatoes are a vining plant, and that's why they have those nodes. So if you didn't um, trellis your tomatoes or put anything, you know, around them for them to stand up, tomatoes would grow on their side, and they would grow, those nodes would reach into the ground and root. And so I just wanted to share that. Just because I think it's kind of cool to know that even if you don't have trellises, you can grow tomatoes and let them grow on their sides. Um, so, 
yeah, those are just some of the changes we are making this this gardening growing season. Um, more water and uh, some different nutrient changes and different ways of growing our tomatoes. So we are going to um, end this episode by going over the things that we are most excited about growing and the things that we are not so excited about growing. Jesse, do you want to start it off? I would say what I'm most excited would probably be tomatoes. Um, all of them. I think tomatoes are most satisfying to grow. Yeah. Um, least is squash. Even though it's delicata? Yeah, because I'm scared it's going to get messed up. Yeah? Yeah. I think... Oh, I don't know. I want to say tomatoes, but I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, copy me. Yeah, you copy you, but it's also not because tomatoes are like the most versatile thing we're growing. Especially when you get um heirloom yeah. varieties. Yeah. So, I think that I am most excited about growing tomatoes as well. Just to be able to eat fresh tomatoes. But for the sake of the pod, <laughs> what what else are you most excited for? Oh, thanks for stealing mine then. Okay, I... Oh, I don't know, Jesse. You know what? I'm most excited for the squash. Really? How about that? And I'm least excited about growing the melons because... I'm just scared that those are going to get messed up. And I really want the melons to work out. But really, I just, you know, it's it's a grow, or it's a learning curve. The whole thing is about learning. And so I feel like I'm really excited about it all. And also least excited about it all. Because it's like, what if we put all this time and effort in and it, it doesn't turn out right? You know? But... I think we've done a lot of research this year. And and you can always follow along our garden on our Instagram. Yeah, we're going... Slash Facebook, too. We're going to be starting up our seeds here soon. I'll say just in the next couple of weeks. Um, because we have to get that uh, situated. But we'll be starting up seeds in the next couple of weeks. And posting about about that journey and how that's going to go. So, anything else that we're missing, babe? No, that's about everything. Um, only one more episode left in this season. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited to end this season and I'm, improve. Yeah, improve. Take a little bit of time off. Improve. Do some research. Maybe some a little more equipment. Um. Introduce our video series next season. Yeah. We'll talk about the planning of the following season a little bit more in the next episode. and We might end the season that way. Maybe. Who knows? Yep. See you next week. Alright. We'll see you guys next week. And yeah. Just be sure to look into the description if you have any questions on your hardiness zone or your growing season. Um, and I'm going to link a video with some of those tomato tips and
tricks that we're going to be using this year. Yep. And if you need any of our help, send us a DM. On Instagram or a message on Facebook as well. Yep. Best shot is on Instagram, though. Yeah. For the quickest message. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.